Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. What's up, know-it-alls? You got stuff you don't need to know. I'm Jay. Let's get down to it. So there's that old saying, I believe it was either Socrates or Bugs Bunny that said, music can soothe the savage beast. And, you know, this is very, very true. Music is a very powerful medium. It inspires a lot of emotion. But today I'm not going to be talking about, like, some bands or some songs that can soothe the savage beast. No, today I'm going to be giving you a list of my top 10 kick-ass songs. So this is music that will uh, inspire inspire the inner savage beast in you. Now, what do I mean by kick-ass songs? I mean, for me, kick-ass, a kick-ass song, you know, it, it can mean a few different things. I mean, a lot of these songs and artists and things, uh, I will say first and foremost, uh, appear on playlists that I usually listen to while working out, running, things like that. So yeah, a kick-ass song can inspire you to, you know, achieve greatness in your workout or exercise routine or something like that. Uh, a kick-ass song is could be something that you play maybe before uh, I don't know maybe before you attend uh, you attend some kind of rally or something like that you want to get yourself psyched up maybe uh, you know going to a game you're gonna go watch uh, football or baseball hockey whatever you want to pump yourself up you know uh, listen not for nothing arenas do this all the time they play some kick-ass music really to get the fans uh, inspired and on their feet you know or maybe you're the assistant to a regional manager, uh, you know, in a Scranton PA paper company, and you just got to like lock yourself in your Camaro and psych yourself up before you make that big sale. Either way, you're playing some kick-ass music. So like I said, today's list is my top 10 kick-ass songs. Now, one thing I do want to say here, you know, before we get into the top 10 is some of the artists and maybe some of the uh, content of the songs might be skewed politically or something like that. Not trying to make any statements here or anything like that. What I'm saying is, is these are songs for me that just really get me in the mood just to, like I said, a lot of these songs, or actually all these songs, appear on my workout playlist. So they just get me going when I work out, you know, maybe when I'm headed into work and I just need to pump myself up. Like I said, I'm not trying to make any statements here. I just want to give you some good kick-ass music. All right, coming in. At number 10, it's a punk band. Surprise, surprise. If you listen to any of my musical episodes, especially when my daughter Cassie was on, I mean, we talked a lot of punk. So it's no surprise that I'm starting off with a punk band. So some people might consider this to sort of be like, oh, these guys, they're the they're the grandfather of punk music or they're sort of the not the originators. But, uh, you know, maybe when somebody just says the term punk music, this band in particular might kind of jump to jump to the forefront or, you know, be the first thing that you think of. And if it is that band that you're thinking of, you probably think, oh, I I know which one he's going to pick. This is their seminal anthem. So, yeah, I kind of get it. It's it's, it's a pretty kick-ass song. can get you pumped up. Nope. You might have the band right, but I don't think you got the song right. Coming in at number 10 is...
So that was pretty vacant by the Sex Pistols. You know, so like I said, these guys are kind of considered the granddaddies of punk or the the forefront of punk. I, I don't know. All I know is when I was younger and I heard punk music and, you know, people would talk about it. Yeah, this was kind of the band that I thought of, even though I really knew nothing about them. And I didn't really know much about the punk movement or anything like that. And of course, you know, Anarchy in the UK is probably, you know, the song that's most associated with them. And don't get me wrong. I mean, Anarchy in the UK is a great song. But for me, Pretty Vankit is the one that, I don't know, it's just, it's... uh, (laughs) I don't know, like listening to the lyrics, I kind of say it's like an anthem to to total apathy or something like that. You know, there's no point in asking, you'll get no reply. You know, it's just sort of like, yeah, whatever, dude. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's it's just, you know, from from Johnny Rotten's vocals all the way through this entire band. I mean, for me, this is like the kick-ass Sex Pistols song. And I don't know, it just gets me going, it gets me motivated, and I really, really love it, and I hope you do too. Coming in at number nine, oh my god, another punk band? Don't worry, I don't have just punk music on this list, don't worry at all. So um, so this was a band that, you know, I heard pretty much in my college days, uh, you know, which would really be... The very late, it's the early 90s, we'll just say. So pretty much in the early 90s, you know, and again, if, if you listen to any of the uh, musical episodes that I've done and, and I kind of talk about the musical landscape, um, late 80s into the early 90s, that might actually be a good podcast episode to do it on. But, um, you know, the 80s kind of had that hard rock, heavy metal, which was morphing into sort of like the hair bands and... Towards the end of the 80s, most of the the metal acts, and I'm throwing up air quotes there, most of the metal acts were kind of very polished and kind of, I don't want to say corporate, but they were very formulaic and, you know, the writing was on the wall. You know, a lot of people were like, yeah, you know, it's kind of, you seen one, you seen them all, you heard one, you heard them all. I mean, yeah, towards the end of the 80s, we did have Guns N' Roses, totally kick-ass band. Unfortunately, they are not on this list. Or are they? Stay tuned. But yeah, by the time the 90s rolled around, we were really ready for some new sounds. Grunge came out of nowhere. And, you know, I had talked about grunge uh, in the past saying that, you know, like my daughter's generation and and like they, they just don't get it. Like my daughter will say to me, like, I don't get it. Like, what was the big deal about Nirvana? And I said, because you weren't there. And, and and I get it. You know, for for somebody who wasn't around in that time period, yeah, Nirvana not, might not make sense to you. But look, we're not talking about that. We're talking about early 90s. You know, I needed I needed some new music. You know, I was kind of tired of that whole hair metal scene. And, and, and I just needed something new to listen to. And this band, yeah, it's a punk band again. Maybe you know who they are. Maybe you're trying to guess the song. Here it is, coming in at number nine. Green Day, Longview. I mean, this was the first song I heard by them. And, you know, and I know 
Green Day's a pretty divisive band. One of these, you know, you love them, you hate them. Well, I love them. Still love them to this day. Uh, I don't know about them getting to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's a whole separate issue. But just hearing this song, um, just Billy Joe Armstrong, just, I mean, just like every early kind of Green Day song, Billy Joe Armstrong going crazy on the vocals, um, really well in a way on the guitar there. Trey Cool just, you know, smacking the drums like until they bled just about. The video, too, is awesome. You know, if you ever see the video for this, I mean, it's basically them in a mental institution playing. And, you know, I mean, Billy Joe Armstrong just kind of looks crazy to begin with. And he did say that this song is kind of based on his experiences with mental, you know, with psychological issues and, and things like that. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a song about, you know, trauma and and, and issues like that. But I, it just, you know, the riffs in this just get me going and get me pumped up. And I totally love it. Moving right along. Number eight, a punk. No, it's not a punk band. Don't worry. But, uh, you know, this 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 was a band that, again, you know, it's that early sort of early to mid 90s. The music landscape is changing and yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out. Hip-hop is really, really starting to come out. I mean, we had hip-hop in the 80s, but I mean, I really feel that 80s hip-hop, you know, they're definitely the trendsetters. They were the ones that started things off. And, and in the 90s, they just really, you know, hip-hop hip-hop really took off. Not a hip-hop band, though. Don't worry. Uh, they'll be coming up soon. But like I said, the musical landscape was really, really changing. Grunge, punk was making a comeback. But you know what? Sometimes you still wanted some really, really good hard rock. And this band really, really delivered it. And this song, I mean, this is the song that most people uh, associate with them. I mean, this song, again, totally kicks ass. Coming in at number eight. Crack the door for the curious girl Cause she's waiting, she's been waiting A child line for the fiending man Cause he wants one Cherry lit up. My God, this is just a high powered, you know, high fueled. I don't know what you want to call it. I mean, you, you, if this song doesn't get you riled up, if this song doesn't like make you want to go out there and I don't know, hoist a heavy weight above your head or break something or <laughs> I don't know, you know, motivate you to score a winning touchdown, hit a home run, something like that. I don't know. I mean, it's just, again, you know, the power in this song, uh, the lyrics. And again, you watch the video. It's it's just, you know, yeah, it, it kind of looks like, all right, it's just them, you know, playing in a venue. But uh, I mean, you just see the adrenaline that they're playing with. And, you know, that comes through in this song. You know, Lit Up by Buck Cherry is just one of those songs that, yeah, it's on a workout playlist of mine, but sometimes if I'm headed into work or a long car trip and I just want to kind of something that really just kind of energize me, I put this song on and it really does the job. All right, so coming in at number seven. All right, so earlier on, yeah, I was kind of talking about the hair metal scene of the 80s and kind of, you know, maybe I might have made it sound like yeah, it really wasn't my thing. No, growing up, I was totally into that stuff. I mean, because... In the early to mid 80s, it was new. It was something different, and I really, really latched onto it. And this group, 
they kind of took me, you know, from the early 80s, pretty much right up into the early 90s when they, you know, kind of put out their last album, probably around 89 or 90. And then, you know, the writing was kind of on the wall for them, a lot of infighting, changes in musical tastes and whatnot. But this was kind of like their last really big kick-ass song. And, you know, it just, it totally, totally rocks. And coming in at number seven... Oh, yeah. Motley Crue kickstart my heart. Again, this is like an adrenaline shot. Uh, you know, Mick Mars's opening guitar riff, which basically sounds like, I mean, it, it, it sounds, it's, it's it's supposed to sound like like a drag race, basically, like, you know, shifting gears and just, you know, you hear the buildup of the power, you hear the buildup of the speed, and they just go right into it. Um, Vince Neil is probably some of his best vocal work ever. I mean, really, you know, this is off the uh, this is off the Doctor Feelgood album, which I think is was probably their best album really ever. Uh, before that, I mean, they had some good hits. They had some things that I really really liked. This wasn't Molly Crew wasn't one of like, oh my god, these were like some of my favorite hair metal guys from the eighties. I mean, they were a band that I liked, and for me, it was kind of disappointing that their best album was kind of like their last album. I mean, Doctor Feelgood was kind of like for me, it was like their last real album, and Kickstart My Heart was just a song. I mean. Kickstart my heart. I mean, it's basically the song is telling you, you know, get ready to do something. Get ready, you know, like Vince Neil says, skydive naked from an airplane. You know, that's what this song is going to make you do. That's what it inspires you to do. And again, just like every other song on this list, it totally kicks ass. We are up to number six. This is a song. Oh, my God. When I first heard this, I was like, this one is going on my workout playlist because just hearing it. Just it just it it just again it's like a jolt of energy. It just makes you want to go out and do something pretty much. So coming in at number six, I mean, I don't know how else to like really build it. I just want to get to it. Coming in at number six. Motherfuckers are fucking dead. Fuck what you heard. It's what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. Yeah, DMX, X is going to give it to you. I mean, you know, it's kind of tragic what happened with DMX towards the end of his life. I mean, he ended up broke and, you know, again... You know, I I don't know too much about him personally, like what happened? How did he end up in, in that state? I mean, it's kind of sad, but, you know, I mean, if, if you look at his catalog of music, I mean, he left behind some really, really great jams. And to me, this is one of them. And yeah, it's really, really explicit. It's really, really raunchy. He, he drops the N word constantly in it. But you know what? 
it's uh, it's a song, like I said, like I listen to it in the gym. I got to have headphones in because if, you know, people like heard what I was listening to, I'm definitely going to get looks. But, you know, this used to be this song used to be when um, I got to the part of my workout when I was doing a real heavy lift. If I was doing like a deadlift or something like that, for some reason, this was the song that just like motivated me. You know, I don't know why I can't explain it. Like a lot of these songs on here, it's like a shot of adrenaline. And it comes in at number six, and it totally kicks ass. All right, number five. What? A punk band again? Yeah, coming in at number five is another punk band. And this is a punk band that I've only discovered in the last couple of years, thanks to my daughter, Cassie. She discovered this group, and I heard her, you know, I heard her playing a lot of their music. I started listening myself, and I totally, totally love it. This song, however, based on its content, I really kind of associate a lot with. And, you know, once we hear, once I reveal what it is, I'll explain that a little bit. But coming in at number five. I was a teenage anarchist, but then the scene got too rigid. It was a mob mentality. They set their rifle sights on me. So that's I Was a Teenage Anarchist by Against Me. So Against Me is a punk band that's been around for a few years now. Uh, You know, you might say like, oh my God, they don't sound like traditional punk or anything. They're punk, trust me, just, you know, get over it. This song, I Was a Teenage Anarchist, if you listen to the whole song, basically what it is is, you know, uh, lead singer Laura Jane Grace, uh, growing up, followed the punk movement. She totally got into it. And you could hear it in the song, you know, she she talks about getting into the scene and, you know, you know, I, I, I read the right things, I did the right things, this and that. But basically what she came to discover and, you know, growing up in the 80s, going into the 90s and following punk music, but not necessarily walking around like a quote unquote punk. You know, I didn't have that traditional punk look. I didn't, you know, say a lot of the traditional punk things. What I found is, is that, okay, let's just back it up a bit. So punk music and the punk movement is totally, totally totally anti-establishment. I know a lot of musical genres can claim that, you know, things like hip hop, rock and roll, heavy metal. Punk is just like, to me, you know, it's like on the spectrum of anti-establishment, it is way out there. Like it is just totally counterculture. It is totally anti-establishment. So much so, I think it's very fair to say, and a lot of people who call themselves true punks or label themselves as true punks, what they will say is is there's really no right or wrong aesthetic. There's really no right or wrong way to present yourself as a punk. If you're, you know, if you believe in anti-establishment, if you believe in counterculture, you know, if you subscribe to a lot of those tenets, guess what? You're a punk. You don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to dress a certain way. You don't have to act a certain way. However, there is a large percentage of punks that feel the opposite way. They feel if your hair isn't a certain way, if your clothes aren't a certain way, if you're not saying certain things, you're not a punk. And if you listen to the song, you know, when it starts to really crescendo, this is what Laura Jane Grace is saying. You know, she's basically saying, you know, in the lyrics, she's saying, I was a teenage anarchist, but then the scene became too rigid. You know, 
she basically is saying that, you know, they were, they were, they were kind of calling her out saying, you're not really a punk. You're not totally subscribing to the things that we do. And, you know, really when this song for me really hits its peak, she goes, I was a teenage anarchist. The revolution was a lie. Basically saying she got into this whole punk revolution, this whole punk sort of lifestyle, you know, of being counterculture, being anti-establishment to find that people within the punk movement were becoming very sort of establishment or or very sort of, you know, rigidly defining themselves like this is what this is what this is who you have to be. This is what you have to do to be a punk, which is totally not punk. You know what? It doesn't matter in the end because this song, again, totally kicks ass. We are down to the top four. Coming in at number four, this is a collaboration. And they're from two groups that I really, really loved. And this was the sort of thing. It was like, wow, these two groups are collaborating? Who would have thunk it? I think you guys might know where I'm going with this. Coming in at number four. Bring the noise. Now, go back and listen to Public Enemy alone doing Bring the Noise. It is an incredible jam. You know, it'll definitely psych you up. But when you throw in Thrash Metal Superstars Anthrax, I mean, this song just jumped up about five notches. I mean, you, 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 you this, oh my gosh, I'm flustered already just talking about it, you know, after hearing that clip. This song will get you going. I mean, from Chuck D, then in the end, Scott Ian rapping. Scott Ian rapping. I mean, who, who would have thought that would have happened? I mean, you know, you listen, you go back and you listen to like my top 20 guitarist. Scott, Z, Scott Ian is on there. He's a great guitarist. He's not really a vocalist in Anthrax. You know, yeah, he does background vocals. He does backup vocals, whatever. Scott Ian is rapping. You know, Anthrax and Public Enemy coming together, giving us one of the most kick-ass songs of all time, and it comes in at number four. Coming in at number three, hey, guess what, kids? It's early 90s time again. Yeah, the early 90s were really an amazing time. Like I said, there were so many changes in the musical landscape, and this group was one of them. And, you know, due to a lot of infighting and having a lead singer that's just both brilliant and totally off the wall bonkers. This band never really kind of got the recognition that it should have. I mean, they came out of the gate and they hit you in the face, especially with this song that comes in at number three. And then they just kind of faded out. Like I said, infighting definitely had a big thing to do with it, but coming in at number three. Yeah, 
Faith No More, epic, come on. I mean, we didn't hear anything like this. Again, you know, okay, so before we had Anthrax and Public Enemy coming together, that kind of rap and rock and, you know, whatever you want to call it, what was Faith No More? What were they? They were everything and they were a style unto themselves. And I mean, Mike Patton, lead singer of Faith No More, has an incredible vocal range. He has just the different styles that he incorporates. He raps, he thrashes, he just screams, he just, oh my God. I mean, this this was a brilliant band that, again, I mean, it, it was like a collection of incredible musicians. I mean, one of the things, you know, Mike Patton's vocals totally, totally carry this song. But, you know, if you listen, you know, James Martin on guitar, who was kind of like this heavy metal guy from the 80s, you know, in his look and in his sound. I mean, the riffs that he does, I mean, it's sort of like this kind of like thrash speed rap mixed with like classic heavy metal and some other stuff thrown in there as well. And then, I mean, watch their videos. I don't know what the hell's going on in these videos, but, you know, as 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 a late teenager, early 20-something, I was just like, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like this. I don't think I'm ever going to see anything like this again. These guys are incredible, and they come in at number three. All right, we're down to the top two. And before I kind of reveal the top two kick-ass songs of all time, one of the things I want to say about these two artists that are coming up is every song. Every song by these next two artists are totally, totally kick-ass. And for me to find their most kick-ass songs, it was really, really tough. And honestly, I think I made the right choice. Who knows? Maybe a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, I'll be like, oh, my God, why did I choose that one? I should have chose, you know, other songs by them. But like I said, these next two performers are just their entire catalog totally, totally kicks ass. So let's find out who they are. All right. So coming in at number two is a group that this is one of my favorite groups. Uh, I talked a lot about how a lot of this kick ass music is on my workout playlist. So. My workout playlist, uh, you know, it's usually one or two songs, maybe from an artist. This next artist has at least four or five songs on my workout playlist because they just totally, totally kick ass. I can't contain it anymore. Here they are. What it is. Number two kick ass song. Which one is it? Take a listen. Rage Against the Machine. Come on. It's in it's it's in the group's name. <laughs> I mean, you know, you hear you hear you hear, you know, just the name of the group alone, Rage Against the Machine, you know they're gonna kick ass. I mean, again, it, 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 the sound that they had, you know, are they rock? Are they rap? Are they metal? Are they something else? They're all of the above, they're none of the above. I don't know. But, you know, this was also one of the first sort of musical acts that, you know, 
look, I love music and don't get me wrong. You know, I love great guitarists. I love great musicians. You give me a good riff. I'll really, really like a song. But I also really appreciate a great vocalist and I really appreciate really good lyrics. When I started listening to Rage Against the Machine, I was like, there's something here. Like these guys aren't just singing about partying and having a good time or whatever. There's a message in here. And, you know, back in the day, kids, we used to buy albums. You know, if you look at the album liner notes for from a lot of their albums, they actually give you readings to do like, hey, this is the stuff that we're singing about. This is stuff that, you know, this is the message that we're getting out in our music. If you want to know more, read these books, you know, look, look, you know, look for speeches by, you know, these political activists and things like that. All their songs have a message to them. And again, I'm not here to say that, you know, this is the right message. This is the wrong message. This is not that kind of show. This is a song, like all their songs, that just totally, totally kick ass. I mean, this will get you in a mood to just, I don't know. Again, it's that shot of adrenaline. It's a song that'll get you going, and it comes in at number two. All right, we made it. Number one, who are they and what song is it going to be? This group has been kicking ass since the 70s. Till today, they are still kicking ass. And the thing is, a lot of musical acts, you know, be it a solo performer, be it a band, especially when they have longevity, there's a couple things that they do. You know, they've early on in their career, they've had a ton of hits, and then they get to a point where they really don't put out new music and they just kind of tour around and they play their hits. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm not saying right or wrong about that. There's some other artists or, and groups and, and soloists and whatever. They have a long career and they start dabbling in different musical styles. They kind of change their sound up. And again, I have no problem with that. You know, as you grow and you learn new things, you know, you, you hear some different sounds. You want to try different things. That's absolutely fine. I have no problem with that at all. However, the act coming in at number one from the mid-70s is probably when they started till today they've been doing the same damn thing and they do it so 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 well i think you know who the group is but you're probably wondering what the song is and like i said every single song from this group totally totally kicks ass it was tough to choose their most kick-ass song coming in Number one, Stuff You Don't Need to Know, top kick-ass song is... Is there any surprise that it's ACDC? I mean, come on. These guys, have, like I said, they've been kicking ass since the 70s. I just saw the other day that they released a video um, for, for a new track of theirs. Um, I can't even remember the song because I was just amazed. It was something, Witch's Spell. That's what it is, Witch's Spell. Angus is still in a schoolboy uniform. Brian Johnson is still wearing a t-shirt with his little, I don't know what that hat is called, his little doughboy skull cap thingy whatever it is. and it's probably the same damn one he's been wearing for the last 20 or 30 years i mean these guys just do the same thing over and over and over and over again and guess what 
it still kicks ass to this day. I mean, these guys are grandpas. They're grandpas. They're probably great grandpas. And musically, they could kick your ass, okay? Thunderstruck, come on. I mean, and again, this was a tough choice. This was a really, really tough choice. Like I said, every single ACDC song totally, totally kicks ass. But for me, Thunderstruck is the one that does it. I mean, it it just, it rocks. I mean, Angus's opening riff, Brian Johnson. I mean, I've heard people say Brian Johnson's voice is, sounds like he's he's gargling gravel. Yeah, it does. But guess what? It kicks ass, you know? <laughs> I mean, this is probably the most kick-ass band in the world, and I am proud to put them at number one. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor. Head on over to Instagram. Stuff you don't need to know is there. I post pictures about the content that I talk about. Know it all. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you guys later. Hey.